more tonnage, you'll get more girth, you'll have longevity of stand is, yeah, it's imperative. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to the call. We appreciate you tuning into the podcast each and every week, and we are so grateful for you listeners. You know, here at A Better Way to Farm, our goal is to help growers grow more yield and improve profits. And that's the bottom line of today's call. And this one's going to be geared towards alfalfa. I'm really blessed because I get to have an expert on who's been a friend of mine for a long time. A tremendous alfalfa grower lives up in central Iowa. And I'd like to welcome to the call my good friend, Delmer Yoder. Delmer, thanks for tuning in tonight. Good evening. (laughs) Appreciate it. So Delmer, we're going to dive right in here. Let me start with a little bit. How long have you been using this system to produce alfalfa? How many years have you been working with us? I think I don't remember for sure, but I think we started foliar feeding alfalfa right around 2000, 1999 or 2000. So we're 20-plus years. 20 years in. Obviously, it's working for you or you wouldn't be sticking with it. So, Delmer, let's talk about getting a stand, a good stand. What are your secrets from where you are? When that guy's getting ready to do a new seeding, what are your secrets to help him get a really good stand? Well, what we do to get started, as far as a new seeding establishment, I'm going to do some this spring again. And some guys in our area will do direct seeding but in the spring. But I like to do something as a cover because we get lots of weed pressure, especially if we have a really wet spring or if we have a lot of cool, cold weather where the alfalfa is slower and getting going. So we do seed some oats with our cover as a cover crop, and then we'll do, normally we'll work the ground, we will get the field leveled up nice and smooth, then we'll drill the oats, with the alfalfa in the small grain box and the small seed box and I'll mix seven pounds of a late heading orchard grass because I like to run a little bit of orchard grass with my alfalfa mix and then I'm a big believer in an alfalfa that I purchased that comes out of Idaho. It's tug-of-war seeds so if anybody's looking for a really good alfalfa that's worth the money, check them out. There's tug-of-war seeds. And in the last number of years, I've used tug-of-war seeds out of Idaho and for my alfalfa seed. And then I will seed approximately 12 to 15 pounds the first pass. And then I will come back and I'll cross or I'll run on an angle the first pass. And then I come back the second pass and do another 12 pounds as the direction that I'm going to be cutting the hay. As we're looking for a very thick, very thick stand of alfalfa, and we never use any weed spray, and we're looking for tonnage. So with that said, Amplify D is a product that we use that we purchase from Conklin, and it's a dry powder that we mix with the alfalfa seed at four ounces per 50-pound bag, and don't seed any alfalfa without it because alfalfa seed is very hard, so every alfalfa seed that you can get to grow will be beneficial to you. And what I 
like about the double pass is you don't have any skips. You have a very nice, instead of in more of like a seven inch row pattern, you get that crisscross and it just does really well for us. So then after that seeding has been done, we get the nurse crop up. Sometimes we may foliar feed the nurse crop as that small alfalfa seeding is growing, but most times we'll cut that nurse crop early. We'll take it off as wet feed, and then as the alfalfa starts to you know green back up, we will start our foliar program. Nice. Okay, so you take off. When is the very first time that you go out there and foliar feed? Most times for us, we it would be we'll take that nurse crop of oats off probably pretty green yet it'll head out sometime in first part of June or so and then we would take that off as wet feed I would say probably sometime in June and then we'll as soon as that's off if we have good moisture that alfalfa will green up nicely and then we'll start foliar feeding right behind that. A lot of times we can get crop of new seeding. I would say maybe in July, if the weather cooperates, some summers we get really, really hot, really, really dry here. And sometimes we don't have, you know, we're just hoping that our seeding establishment continues to come on through with the dry and the heat. And sometimes we won't have a lot to cut until later in the fall. But then we try not to cut too late. That new seeding establishment, if we could take two cuts by the first or mid-September, we would try to do that and then foliar feed after each cut. And then we'll let that mid-September crop grow and hopefully get six or eight inches of growth there before it shuts down for the season, which it will shut down. In our area in southeast Iowa, it will shut down about October 15th, and it will not grow because of our daylight hours. And so anytime after October 15th, before we get go into dormancy, we will do a winter, it's a winter foliar feed or a winterizing foliar feed that we will do late fall. Sure. And I assume you're using that to help stop, uh, not you don't get as much... Uh death by freezing you don't get the crowns heating out of the ground is that the reason for doing that right when, it, it's a big deal i mean that when i have people asking what their greatest return is for foliar feeding like in a new seeding establishment i would as soon as the nurse crop's gone you're focused on the alfalfa as quick as you've got a couple inches of regrowth do that first foliar feed and then you might have a time frame in there that's real hot and dry, so I wouldn't probably fertilize at that point if you want to pull something out, but then absolutely foliar feed it in the fall because that foliar feed in the fall will set those plants up to be very winter hardy, and you'll see a really nice stand come spring. So nice. our spring time here is pretty rough for us, just like right now. It is April 2nd, and we are very wet right now and pretty cool. So the alfalfa is possibly starting to green up a little bit, but if we hit some 60 and 70 degree days, alfalfa starts to grow quite rapidly, and if we're pretty wet, that's why it's tough for us in this area to do a foliar feed prior to first cutting because 
it gets to be windy. It's windy and wet. The fields are soft. It's hard for us to get in until after that first crop is off. So that's Absolutely. the other reason we like to do the foliar feed in the fall, not only does it winterize those plants and pull those plants through the winter much better, but we don't need to worry about any fertilizer then until after the first crop is cut and in the box. Nice. Today's episode is brought to you by our new partnership with Solar. We're saying goodbye to our electric bill. At the end of 2021, we made the decision to get solar panels. The solar company we have partnered with has made things so quick and seamless. They finished our installation on two of our projects within 24 hours. There are incredible tax benefits and no electric bill. That makes it a win-win. The company we're working with even financed the project at less than 2% interest with no money down. That makes our monthly payment $100 less than our electric bill was. You can get your free quote at www.abetterwaytofarm.com forward slash solar. Again, abetterwaytofarm.com forward slash solar. Okay, let's go now. We're going to jump forward. You've had a stand two or three years. Springtime comes. You get that first cutting. What do you do in the process of when you're using the swather on this? What are the things that you do so that you can get it to dry faster? And what are you doing so you can bail it out of more high moisture? What we do is we will apply ProServe and Wax at the swather, and the ProServe recommended rate, it may be a bit less, but I recommend everyone to shoot for three ounces of ProServe per ton and one to one and a half ounces of Wax per ton as a surfactant, and that is per ton of dry coming off the field, and we will apply that right at the disc mower cutter and we'll spray that right down with fogging TX cone tips, spray that right down on top of the cutter bar. That does the air mixing for us with all the air flow going through the rolls, does a very good mixing for us, and then coming through the crimping rolls. And what we see doing that is we get a much more consistent dry down. We'll get more leaf retention, greener hay, you know, it's not a silver bullet that you can go out and bail your hay, you know, I'm not gonna we're not gonna make large claims, but it consistently is you can bail sooner, you can bail later, and by doing that you get some rain or you have a lot of high heavy heavy dews, a lot of moisture on the in the ground when you're cutting, that's often becomes a little bit of a problem because sometimes the ground's almost too wet to get started cutting. And anything we can do to stop that mold and that yeast from growing and that freshly cut crop that's in the field will be an advantage to us. And that's why we're every acre as we cut gets, gets what they've applied. Nice. Well done. And then on, you know, second year, third year, I assume you're going to foliar feed after every single cutting? After every single cutting is our program. And along with this podcast, I may shoot Rod some pictures that he can post up for you to see, but we have lots of pictures of alfalfa stands that are anywhere ranging from three to five years, sometimes maybe even longer, and we're looking for big leaves. We're looking for very thick, lush stands, no weed pressure, no foxtail. That's what we look for, and we're running, you know, them higher rates when we're seeding. Even at that late-heading orchard, Normally, the orchard doesn't overtake the alfalfa, even with 
you know, 10 to 14 pounds of orchard grass in there. It You'll see the orchard grass in first cutting. You'll see a little bit later in the season, but orchard grass is a wet, tends to come through when it's a little more wet. So as the summer dries up and it's pretty dry and not as wet, you don't see a lot of that grass, just a sprinkle through it. And it's our choice because of the horse market, some of the markets that we tap into with our alfalfas, they just like the softness of a little 20% grass through our mixes. Nice, nice. Our alfalfa program pretty much is after every cutting, we try to get it done within 10 days of cutting. We like to see it green up nice, but do it prior to lots of growth. And there again, we're spraying. Our program is we spray straight fertilizer. We don't use any water. And my program has been for years and years is we run high pressure. We'll run about 80 pounds of pressure with cone tips again, blowing out a fog. And I use a total of a five-gallon mix. And because of my little sprinkle of grass, I do use a mix that has a bit of nitrogen with it. It's 918.9. And then I do a full gallon of Sidekicks, which is a sulfur, potassium sulfur product. And so our mix is approximately three gallons of 918.9, a gallon of Sidekick. And that other gallon will be a, a mixture of micronutrients, which includes boron, calcium, sugar, each at a pint for sure and then zinc at a pint, manganese at a pint, and then we also use a product called Kip Colors Nutrient Compass at a quart. That's normally after first cutting, and it depends. We do soil testing, we do plant tissue testing, and but that's a very common program for us, running right at five gallon per acre, and we do that after each cutting through the season. And then in the fall, before dormancy, I will do, kind of depends on inventory by that time, but I will do from a five-gallon mix total of Sidekick and 918.9. A couple falls ago, I think I had more Sidekick in inventory than I did a 918.9, so I think I did three gallons of Sidekick and two gallons of 918.9, and I really love that because we didn't burn it. We got a really supercharged there for the winterizing because of all the potassium and sulfur. You can get away with that in the fall time when it's cool, but don't try that in the summertime. One gallon, <laughs> one gallon max time, but we're always foliar feeding at night. We're not doing it during the day. Absolutely. Well, Delra, anything else you'd like to add here? Not really. It's just do it, go after it, get it foliar fed. See what it does for you. You will be happy. You'll get more tonnage. You'll get more girth. You'll have longevity of stand. Is yeah, it's imperative. And does it impact uh, your feed value? It does impact feed value. We've impacted feed value as much as fifty to sixty RFP points. Whoa! From a, from a that's foliar pretty feed. amazing. Now, that's not going to happen every time, but we've seen that before. So yeah, amazing foliar feed. I mean. The feed quality is definitely impacted. Last summer was a tough year. We aren't sure why, but it was kind of generalized throughout our whole entire growing area here. I heard it was in the western states as well. 
So I don't know was it a was it a weather pattern was it what it was but it was a challenging year to get very high high off RFV hay last year but we have seen RFV and RFQs well over 200. I did some really potent fifth cutting a couple years ago that we cut way late wasn't necessarily ideal. I did it partially. Our farm's often a trial and error farm, so we're trying different things. We're trying new things. We're trying stuff, and we decided we're going to take a fifth crop because it was, it was very potent stuff, and the RFQs were between 275 and 300. Holy moly. Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. stuff that would... The best dairies would probably have to blend that out with something that was less quality to, to utilize. Right, that right, right. Well, Delmer, I sincerely appreciate you taking time from your schedule. I know you're super busy with all the different businesses that you run and the things you have going on. And I just want to say thank you. To those of you who listen to the podcast, if you find value in what we do, please give us a rating. We would sincerely appreciate that. If you'd like additional information, follow us on Facebook at A Better Way to Farm. Delmer sends me those photos, I'll put them over there and they'll be up on the Facebook page. Also, if you just like some entertainment value, some short videos, feel free to find us on TikTok. There's always some entertaining things to take a look at there. And with all of that, guys, I really appreciate you tuning in and I really hope that you are having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.